Welcome to another episode of Be Now. It's the show where nothing needs to happen because it's already happening. Be happening. Yeah, yeah. Ura, ura, la. Sometimes there's bad parts. There's the dark side of the heart. Everyone's got it, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because if you always share positive things, people will think it's not true. Because you definitely encounter some hard situations, or there's definitely some times where you feel very dumb and blue and dark. So you you definitely have some kind of like upset moments. But maybe you have your own way to process it, to kind of move on and keep it going with a positive way. Yeah. So learning by doing, because experience is the best teacher. Yes,、right? I agree. Yeah. Because if people keep telling you like, "Oh, I have to do that," so I suggest you do not do that. But they are not you.、Hmm. They they haven't put themselves in your shoes. They are just completely tell you what they have experienced. But it doesn't mean it will apply to you. Welcome, Amy. Hello. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. Thank you. Me too. It's been、uh, four years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. First time we recorded. Yes.、Uh, it was in the bookstore. I loved the chat. It was like we we're hitting on the right points, stories. But there was this background noise in the bookstore. Yes. So I have to reschedule,、yeah. and then four years later we are here. Yeah, yeah. So I loved your energy when because、uh, you gave a speech at Kachu Pichu. Kachu Pucha. Kachu Pucha. <laughs> I never remember it.、Um, yeah, you're, you're so you're a street photographer. That's for your passion. Yeah, street photography. Yes. Okay, so as we kind of、uh, dive into this,、um, just kind of for the good listeners,、uh, what are you spending your time with these days? So I moved to Chengdu almost five years ago because I really like hot pot,、mm. and then after eating enough hot pot, then I feel like I need to do something else with my spare time, and then all of a sudden I discovered that I have this interest for going on the street and exploring every corner of the city and take some photos. To document the street life of Chengdu, so I've been doing that ever since、um, 2018, and I also really like writing. So I've been blogging about my street photography. I've been blogging about my travel stories because I also really like traveling. And since I really like food, so I also share my recipes and. Because I've been exploring the city a lot, so I know where to eat, where to drink. So I also start doing my own food blog as well.、Mm-hmm. So what?、Uh, yeah, what drew you to、uh, to street photography? Because I, I read some of your posts, and like you kind of pay close attention to the mundane, to the simple like details of life. Yeah. Yes. So I think it started with this moment when I was very stress stressful.、Uh, there's one day after work. It's been like. I work five days in a row and like twenty four seven because that time was the busiest time of my first job, which is working at a summer camp. So I have a lot of things to work on. I need to、um, communicate with both Chinese parents and American camp in、uh, Philadelphia. So that time I was very stressful, and there's one day I feel very tired. I just want to go home, and I'll stop at the crossroad. And all of a sudden, I saw two people who I think they do recycling bottles for a living. So I thought they kind of decorate all the bottles they recycle in a very artistic way. And then I snap a photo. I feel like oh, 
people are actually enjoying their time when they're doing the things they are make a living for, and I'm being very stressful. And I I realized I also haven't really been like stop for a bit and enjoy the city I live in、mm-hmm. because there's so much to see, but I've just been stuck in the office all the time. And then another interesting twist of this moment is I upload this photo just because I want to share this moment with the people on my Instagram. And all of a sudden, this photo got reposted by a local account. And then I click into this account and I start looking into their contents. And I realize, oh, there are so many people from Chengdu that are actually documenting the street life.、Mm. And then some of them are really simple, but make you feel like everyone's trying so hard to enjoy the life or make a living. And I just feel like, oh, maybe I should try the same as to find out more about the city because. I feel like sometimes when you tell people, "Oh, I come to this city because of food," it's not very convincing.、Mm-hmm. I want to convince people more about why I really like Chengdu. So I start walking around, and then、um, when I have time, and then taking photos of some moments I found quite interesting or peaceful.、Mm-hmm. So taking those photos helps you kind of like step out of your stress. Yes. Yeah. How important is listening in this in your process, creating process? Um. I'm not from here, but I can sort of understand the local dialect. So when I take the photos, I wouldn't just go take a photo and go. Normally, I will stand there for a while and then observe and then waiting for the moment because sometimes I feel like, oh, this place looks very nice, but I want something happening in my photo. I cannot just take a photo of a building or、mm-hmm. something. I want to make sure there's someone or something inside the photo. So, for example, sometimes I will. Wait for someone to pass by, or sometimes people who ride their bike or scooter rushing through, so I can tell people like, oh, even people say Chengdu is very chill, but okay, most of the time people are still rushing to do things, which、right. we do have our own rush hours. Right. So, kind of like tell people they are like different side of the city life. Hmm, that's interesting.、Uh, like the waiting. Yes. Next to the rush. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Together. Yes. You know, yeah, the the waiting. I feel like like most of I don't know. Sometimes I feel like a large part of life is just waiting, isn't it? Yes. So the, how we wait and listen, right? Yes. And sometimes you, when you are waiting, then you know what the people doing or what the the person thinking. So I remember this one photo I took. People will say like, "Oh, it's just like a random walker holding his phone and sitting there." And then, but my caption will be like, "This person is eagerly waiting for his lover to call him because that's what he's mumbling about." He's like, "Oh, how come my wife is not answering my call? I have something urgent." Because I can tell, you know, like then you can see that、like, people are worrying or like waiting, and then so I give more content for my photos,、mm-hmm. and sometimes. Um, they, um, in Chi- in China, we say like sometimes you can see the normal people they have more simple happiness. Sometimes we search our own happiness through like material stuff、mm-hmm. or like、um, food or other things to make us happy. But sometimes you can feel like happiness is so easy to find.、Mm-hmm. That's how I feel for the past. Um, over over past year, because since ever since pandemic happened, I found like. I'm not very into、um, socializing because, especially when we have to isolating ourselves at home.、Mm. So I started to、um, searching for different ways to make myself calm down and still like living in a happy way. I found out that、um, lots of simple things can make me very 
grateful and also feel very grateful for what life throws at me. For example, like the weather. So, for example, when I'm working at the office, it's pouring rain outside. I start to worry about, oh, what should I do when I'm about to leave office? Well, I get wet and stuff. And then all of a sudden, the rain stopped on my way home. I just got home safe and sound. I just feel like, oh, I'm very grateful for、mm-hmm. the. For the weather and for not having this terrible pouring rain all over my journey home,、mm-hmm. I'm also very grateful for all the beautiful sunset I've been seeing on my way home,、mm-hmm. and I've been also being grateful for like the random stranger give me like a smile or like some things they do to like maybe to others they think oh I'm just doing my normal stuff, but to a total stranger they might find oh this is something I miss, this is something I'm looking for, and so that's like. How I found my happiness、mm. through these little things. Just being grateful for the simple things. Yes. Yeah, yeah you know, there's、um, this this habit of gratitude. I guess like what I'm hearing is two things: this habit of observing, yes, observing your own heart and with reflecting the environment, and the second is being grateful. Yes. Like these two habits, yeah. Yes, as I started、um, this practice called.、Um, Every day I'm grateful for. So I start doing this diary. So by the end of every day, I before I go to sleep, I pull out my notebook and I write two to three things or more, depending on how's my day they're going. So I I wrote down two to three things that I'm very grateful that day. So I feel like you know sometimes we always complain about how life is hard and how people are so mean to us. But by the end of the day, if you really just sit there for maybe like five minutes and you go through your day, and then you think about those little things that happen, make you slightly happier or you feel very great,、uh, grateful for, then by and then I feel like if it will kind of make you feel so much more happier, and also you will also want to try to give back something to the others. So I feel like it's quite a positive、um, practice. Mm, mm, mm. Did you?、Uh, so you keep a journal. Yes. Yeah. Did you keep a journal when you were younger? Oh、uh, yes, actually. I realized I actually really like writing a journal. Yeah. Since I was in primary school, I think that's also why I really into writing.、Mm. I'm not like a professional writer, but I somehow I really like writing because I think it's a way of documenting what I'm thinking and also like a quite effective way to share with others. Because sometimes when you talk to people, people will constantly forget what you are talking about. But if you wrote it down, and you feel like, and also like you can also kind of recall what you were thinking back then, and then it will also kind of、um, inspiring your future thoughts.、Mm. Yeah, you know, I really believe in this power of writing. Like、uh, sometimes I feel like I don't know what I'm thinking. I don't know what I know until I write it down. Yes, it's just like fuzzy blobs of cloudy things until I write it. Yes, I agree. Yeah, for me,、um, you know, I've been writing my own blog for almost four years as well.、Um, not many people read it, but I still keep it doing because I found like、um, as long as there's still some people who are quite interesting in what content I'm sharing, I'm quite happy, and、I'm, it will keep motivate me to share with others. For example,、um, 
Normally, I share、um, positive stuff on my blog, but there's like once I found very frustrated about some kind of、uh, work conflicts or relationship conflicts I encountered during my work or my、uh, personal life. So I, I share some of my thoughts. Some of them are quite negative. Because I feel like、um, sometimes, no matter how nice you are to people, people will still treat you badly. So I just put down all the thoughts I had that、mm. few months, and I just share with others. So apparently, there's a few readers they commented. They said, "Oh, oh my God, I'm having the same thoughts.、Mm. I'm so worried. It's only me thinking this way." But all of a sudden, you shared. I feel so. Vibe, like kind of like vibe with you because I'm not alone and、right. I feel like oh someone's actually in my shoes、mm. so I feel like oh I'm quite happy to hear that because it will also help people think oh I'm not alone、mm. and there's someone with me and it's not wrong to think like that because we all have feelings、mm. so so I feel like sometimes writing to me is also kind of a way to share and connect with others. Sounds brave of you, like, because、uh, yeah, sometimes you go, oh, I don't want to give out bad vibes, <laughs> but、um, but yeah, somewhere I read the definition of courage being something like、um, the telling the story, telling your story with your whole heart. Yes. Yeah, that's and sometimes there's bad parts. There's the dark side of the heart. Everyone's got it, right?、Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because if you always share positive things, people will think it's not true because. You definitely encounter some hard situations, or there's definitely some times where you feel very down and blue and dark. So you you definitely have some kind of like upset moments, but maybe you have your own way to process it, to kind of move on and keep it going to, with a positive way. So, so I found like,、um, I feel like it's okay to share because for me, I have to embarrass. Every moment of myself, or every single thought, yeah, embrace、mm. my thoughts. So I feel like、um, I don't know. I feel I feel like、um, especially you know like the pandemic. If pandemic really teach me one thing is like you appreciate every moment you have with your loved ones, like your friends, your lo- lovers, your family. But you also appreciate every moment you spend with yourself、mm. because. You know, like we cannot travel, we cannot really go many places. When it started, we have to just isolated at home, and that's when you have a lot of time to spend with yourself. Right. Because when pandemic didn't happen, everyone would just go traveling and see friends, and they do many things outside of their apartment or houses. But once you have you close the door and you are just with yourself, then you have a lot of time to talk with yourself or like. Kind of thinking, and then you also will kind of have lots of negative thoughts because you worry like, oh, when will this end and stuff? There are a lot of uncertainties,、mm-hmm. and that's when you have lots of like kind of negative thoughts、yeah. to come into your mind, and then that's also a perfect opportunity to spend with yourself and love yourself、mm-hmm. because I feel like self love is also quite important. Self love. Yeah. You know, two things you said that really got me. You said blue and dark. Well, I mean, when you get when you feel very blue, I don't know, but for me, sometimes when I feel very blue, I I I became quite moody, and then all of a sudden, like once when I was just feeling a bit negative about things, then I start overthink about what will happen to the worst scenarios. Then I feel like oh, it's quite dark.、Mm-hmm. So that, so that's why I said oh, blue and dark because when people are in a negative mood. They will. I mean, I'm not sure everyone will, but I'm sure some people will overthink 
And when people overthink, they will just go further and further, yeah, and then yeah. they're in a loop and think about the worst scenarios. Mm. Um, yeah, you know, when I was uh, in, you know, I was living in San Diego, and I had my depression years, you know, and there was nights, there was a park next to my house, and there was nights where I would go out for, like, I would just stay home all day, and then once the sun sets, then I would go for a walk. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the sky, and you know, in San Diego is sunny most of the time, most of the time. And once the sun sets, the blue starts to get darker and darker, right? Yes. And there's a point right before it gets black, right? And there's a deep, dark blue. And you feel like this blue is embracing you, you know? Yes. And you, whatever like shit I'm going through inside, I feel like melted into this color. It feels yes. therapeutic in a way. Yeah. Yes. Mm. I, I think um, lots of things can bring you this kind of therapeutic way. For example, cooking. So again, pandemic made me cook a lot. I mean, I cook a lot, but back then I cook a lot for myself or I invite friends over for food. But then um, pandem- pandemic happens and I just isolate myself at home and I just start cooking a lot. I try, I think about all the things I want to eat, but because the restaurant was closed um, back then, so I try to kind of cook the things I, I, I was missing, and I feel like cooking is also quite thera- therapeutic, especially after um, I tried a few sex- uh, successful recipes, I wrote them down, and I shared it on my blog, and then people also start trying, and then they will share their feedback, saying like, oh, I like the recipe, it made me feel quite peaceful, because I haven't been cooking for so long, I found spending some time cook at home, mm. is nicer than eating outside, so mm. I think there are lots of things you can do to feel quite therapeutic. Right, by yourself. You know, it sounds like that. There's me time. Yes. Right. It's like your me time. Yes. No one can fuck with it. It's you and you. Yeah? Yes. Yeah. Especially <laughs> when you do when you spend time and then you something very nice are like by the end. For example, you I taught them how to make cookies and then. But the end of like when the cookies ding, it's it's finished, and then you open the oven, and they smell the very nice smell, and then you start eating the cookie. You made you feel very fulfilling. Mm. Yeah. So okay, so me time. The other kind of time I'm really into is homey time. Yes. So one thing I feel with you is kind of a homey vibe, like you can just kind of hang out, right? Yes. So so for you, what's uh, like? Yeah. So since you moved in Chengdu, how many years ago? Uh, almost five years. It will be five years by the end of this year. Okay. So who was your first homie? Yeah, what, what does your homie time look like? Um, so because I play ultimate frisbee in uni, so the first home, homie group I had immediately in Chengdu was the frisbee group. So it's very funny. I started my first afternoon in Chengdu with a frisbee training. So I blend in very fast because mm-hmm. everyone's very happy to have someone who know how to play. And because I have been playing for years, so I just joined the practice and it's oh, yay. We have a new female player joining us. Then we have more. We don't have to ask help from other cities. Normally, if you play a tournament, then you have to make sure you have enough girls and boys. Mm-hmm. So by the time I joined them, because there are lack of girls back then, so they were very happy to have me. And then we just like become friends immediately. So that's my first um, homey group. And the first two years in Chengdu, I mainly spend my weekend with them, like by going to training with them. And then after training, we eat together and we share what's happening with each other's life. And then after after I got very busy, I have to work on weekends. Then I mainly spend some time uh, with my photography friends. So because you know um, we have this photographer community 
who are also interested in street photography. So people will say, oh, do you want to go to this street or we go to this neighborhood together and take some photos? And then because sometimes you feel like when you are just all by yourself going on street taking photos, you take the same things all the time. You have your own style. But once if you are going with someone or some people together, then you can also learn about other people's thoughts and their style, and then you will try something new together.、Mm. So that's my another group. So your hobby is basically、yeah. keep you into people at home. Yeah, and then、um, I also have some friends who are also interested in、um, kind of entrepreneuring because. Besides doing street photography, some friends thought, "Oh, you like photography? Do you like to attend my event and help me take some photos so we can、um, kind of collaborate together?" So through those kind of events, I also met many new friends. But those battle friends, they are more like kind of inspiring to me because they are all start up something in Chengdu, so they are trying their own industry or their field and to explore some possibilities. So one with them, I can learn many things. To like jump out my comfort zone to learn something new because sometimes I found their things are quite interesting. Like、um, remember the Orange Community? I found they are always into some kind of cultural and kind of new technology things. So I found it's quite nice, and they also like help people to connect with each other. So I feel like sometimes if you are in a new city, connections are quite important because you need to build up your own network. And so when you are in need, you know where to search for help.、Mm. So I feel like all these、um, homie groups I have in Chengdu are quite, quite nice because I can hang out with different batch of people doing different things together and still still enjoying my time together.、Mm. Do you feel like、uh, you feel、like、at home now in Chengdu? Like do you feel like there's a sense of belonging you have? Yes. To be fair, if I don't tell people that I'm not from Chengdu. People will think I'm actually a local because I know this city very well. Like food wise, I can recommend people where to eat different kind of dishes, or like coffee wise, I can recommend people to go to different cafes for different purpose. And also, like I know people who are living here, who are new here, and we every time we we meet together, we can dis discuss about our life in Chengdu and also like our thoughts about living in Chengdu. So I feel like.、Um, Yeah, I feel like I'm quite cozy here、mm. because I've been here for quite a long time.、Mm, you know the ins and outs of the city. Yes,、uh, it's cool, you know, because、um, starting out as an outsider. Yes, and and then kind of finding your footing, finding your homies, and and achieving、uh, some of the sense of belonging. It feels so cru like crucial, isn't it? Like because. Because with belonging, there's trust, and with trust, there's、uh, less stress, there's more focus, better mood, like all that, right? Yes.、Mm. So I think it's related to my personal experience because、um, Chengdu is not the first city I lived by myself. So I'm originally from a coastal city、um, down southeast, but I started to live by myself or like going for schools in high school. So I've been home, living home for almost like eleven years. Yeah, in September it will be eleven years.、Mm -hmm. So I've been living by myself for eleven years, and I've been living in my hometown, my high school city, which is Dalian, and I've been living in Shanghai and then UK and Chengdu. So it's like my fifth city. Been around. Yeah, so I've been around. So I feel like because 
um, I think in high school, I had a very difficult time to adopt into a new environment. But because I was starting very young, and I found a way to adopt, and after you know, almost like half a year to adopt myself into a completely different cultural city. For example, that is very north, and I'm a, I'm from completely south. So there are lots of cultural differences, mm. like the eating habits and everything. So I've I found like ever after I adopt myself in living in a new environment since high school, wherever I go, it's very easy for me to adjust myself because I know like all oh, the first I don't know like ever after I tried to live by myself and I experienced many things by myself. I feel like it's quite similar wherever I go. I just need to. Adjust my mindset. Say, oh, you are in a new city. You are, you need to get ready for it.、Mm, the mindset, yeah, like a mindset of、uh, of discovering something new. Yes,、yeah. I do like exploring the unknowns. Right. So because sometimes I you feel like oh because when I I remember I still remember before I decided to move to Chengdu, many people say like oh you are so young you shouldn't go to Chengdu. Chengdu is more for you know like retiring. So you once you retire, then you move to somewhere so nice to live and chill. But Chengdu is very slow city. Like you are very young, you should be more ambitious. You have to be, you know, like going to Shanghai or Beijing, those kind of big cities to you know live in a very fast paced life. But for me,、um, I I feel like oh I've been living in Shanghai before. I can I can still survive there, but. I told myself not to because I still want to explore more possibilities. So that's why I moved to Chengdu. I tried different jobs and to figure out what I really like. Because I don't know, I feel like、um, my personalities. If I want to stick to one thing, I can. But somehow I still want to try more things while I'm still like okay to try new things. Because I feel like there are so many things I want to learn. But if I just stay at the one job, I couldn't learn many things. So and also I'm not sure what kind of job I want to do for a long, long, long time.、Mm. So that's why、um, I start trying to find out what I really like to do since university. So I start my internships. I started volunteering for like the whole four years of my university to figure out what I really like. So I found out I really like education. So. Almost every jobs I have been doing in Chengdu is education related, either outdoor camp education or、um, school education, which I'm working at right now. So I found like maybe because I feel like、um, you, I can share many thoughts of my my thoughts and my experience with the students who are about to go abroad. So I can share, tell them like, oh, don't worry if this happened to you when you are like growing up, or you are when you're facing this in a foreign country, foreign city. Don't worry, it's not like strange or random.、Mm-hmm. It happened to me before, so people will know. Oh, this happened to other people, so like they they can relate it to it, and they will be ready for their journey living by themselves.、Mm-hmm. So I think that's one of the reason why I really like into working with kids because I feel like. I can share with their thoughts, and I can listen to their thoughts. I can share my thoughts. I、yeah. I think we can kind of like do something together to help them to understand this like world better or like something beyond the school better.、Mm. Yeah. yeah, their mindset is so fresh, and 
open to discovering new things. Yeah. Yeah. So like, main like keeping that mindset, right, to discover new things. I, I mean, this could be a personality thing. I know. So you know, the, there's this um, big five personality model. No. It's a. Uh, it's called a. It's called a big five, okay. <laughs> and it's five personality types, mm. and it's, it's a acronym's Ocean. So openness, conscientious, um, extrovert, agreeable, and uh, neurotic. I mm. think yeah, as five. And uh, yeah, so openness to experience, that's most connected with artists and entrepreneurs and, uh, and people uh, who experience a sense of awe mm-hmm. throughout their day, right? And actually what's interesting is like, like, you know, high IQ, there's no connection between IQ and experiencing awe throughout mm-hmm. the day, you know? And I think that's really interesting, like, like this mindset of openness to, to new things like isn't that do you find like it's like you can like kind of connect with your inner self yes. when you discover new things yeah yeah because i feel like if you don't open to try new things you will lose a lot of experience because for example if you always stay in your comfort zone i have this friend who never travel alone or i like never want to go somewhere outside of the city because if she said oh i feel like there are so many bad things outside so, so she, if, if she didn't go anywhere, then she would never find the beauty of other cities or other part of the culture. And um, I don't know for me, because I, I don't know, I like to try many new things. For example, if I never try how to play ultimate frisbee, my life will be very different. I will never experience um, playing a mixed sports with like, you know, guys and girls playing together. I'll never like do many things just to play frisbee tournament for example i was part-time waitress in a restaurant so i can save my money to play more tournaments and also um because i was uh, representing team china for one of the big events one of the big tournaments in london but i don't want my parents to financially support me all the time so i, I try many things so i can make some um savings I did two charity bake sales, so because I like baking, so which I also kind of fulfill one of my um, personal goals before I graduate from university. I want to host bake sales in my university, just purely my own baking, so people can try my um, food. Mm. And I actually did two before I graduate, so I was very happy. So I feel like if I ever stop myself to try or experience new things or open to new things. I would, I would lose so many fun stories to tell people, oh, I've done this, I've done that, or I've tried this, but it didn't right. work out with me. Right. So, so because people ask me, like, oh, why you play ultimate frisbee, not other, like, elegant sports like tennis and stuff? So I told them, I tried many sports. I've been there, but my experience told me I don't like it or I'm not suitable for those sports. So mm-hmm. that's why I found, oh, ultimate is very good for me, so I stick to it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if I never try anything or open to new things or new people I lost so many um, possibilities to find out more things right so learning by doing because experience is the best teacher yes I agree yeah because if people keep telling you like oh I have to do that so I suggest you do not do that but they are not you Mm. they they haven't put themselves in your shoes they are just completely tell you what they have experienced but it doesn't mean it will apply to you Mm. so that's what I've learned Mm. Yeah, it sounds like listen to your intuition yes. by your own actions. Yeah, yeah. Even if you 
tried and you've proved that they're right, but at least you tried. You will never regret and tell yourself, oh, I wish I tried. Right. You know, this goes to the point of um, independence. Like, it's a noisy world, and everyone like, uh, wants to give advice. And everyone has something to say, right? And fair enough, right? But where is that space within a person where everyone's voice is on, the volume is cut, and you can just hear your own self? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I feel, it's, uh, I feel it's like a rare and special thing in today's world, right? Yes. I think, as, as you said, everyone say like, oh, I want to tell you this. I think you shouldn't do this. I think what is better for you. I think it's a polite thing for you to listen, mm. but it's also a more respectful thing for yourself to kind of like filter it. Mm. You cannot just take all in because then you struggle all the time. You say, oh, what if this person was right or that person's right? But what if you think everyone's right, but then you can never make the right decision for yourself? So I think it's polite to hear what people are talking, mm. but you also need to filter so you can make the best uh, decision for yourself. So, so for you, I'm really curious. I'm always so this question I'm obsessed with is like, where does independence come from? Uh, a sense of that. Where does that come from for a person? And uh, you know, it's uh, there is such a thing as like a, too much independence, and there's such a thing as too much dependence, right? Mm-hmm. There's a healthy balance somewhere. And where does that you learn it through experience, right? Yes. Where Where do you feel like what's been your journey like in finding that for yourself? Um, I think before I left home for high school, I, I think everything my parents will take care for me, so I don't have to worry about so many things. But ever after I left the my hometown and living by myself, there are many things I cannot handle, so I have to call my parents. Mm-hmm. That time I'm, I'm, I might still be quite needy. I will say, oh, mom, help me with this, and dad, help me with that. But then after I maybe like a few months settling down, I realized, oh, there are so many things I can do just by myself. Maybe I need my per- uh, my parents' advice on how to do it. But after they told me the first time, I start practice with the first time, and I learned, oh, it's not that hard. Then I feel like, oh, there are many things I can do by myself, and I don't have to ask help from others all the time. Also because, I don't know, maybe because there's, as part of me telling myself you don't have to ask favors all the time because mm-hmm. there are so many things you can just do by yourself if if you keep asking people for favors first they will think oh th- those things are very simple you can do by yourself or people will think you are quite needy or spoiled mm-hmm. and i don't want people have this kind of stereotype of thought of me like oh the girls always need help mm-hmm. for me like i don't know i feel like oh there are so many things i can do by myself so i don't really need people to help me, and also because I went to an international school for high school. So my teachers have, have been building a very good role model for me. Like lots of my female teachers, they have been building like a very positive image of how an independent woman can do in a foreign country, because they all came from Canada or other part of the world, and they're still quite like, you know, very positive, they're very independent, they are ambitious. So I feel like, oh, I, that's the kind of person I want to be. So I try new things. I do ask help from others when I cannot solve the problem by myself. I think once you experience a lot, then you will know there are certain things you cannot do. For example, if this is not your expertise, 
it's not your field,、mm. then you are okay to ask people for help or advice. But if it's your own industry or your field, you should probably be like know most of the things, so you can also share your experience with others. For example, you have a new colleague come in, you can share your experience or your、um, knowledge with them, so they can also like blend in very fast. But I don't know. I feel like to me,、uh, sometimes I might be too independent. <laughs> people will say, "Oh, how come you never ask help?" Those things you can ask for your parents to help you, or ask your friends to help. But sometimes I feel like I don't want to trouble them、mm. because time is quite precious for everyone. Everyone has their own things to worry about or work on. So I feel like sometimes I might be too independent. People feel like I'm quite keeping a distance with them, or sometimes I rather just like. Ask someone else to do it. So by the time they found out, they said, "Oh, how come you don't ask me? Or how come you don't, you know, search for help?" So I feel like this is something I still need to work on because I think being ind- independent is good. But occasionally, if you ask for help or you kind of like lower yourself down a little bit, people might find you are more approachable.、Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a yeah honest answer. Yeah, <laughs> I find that yeah you know like.、Uh, Yeah, so many moments where I had to say I need help with something, and to that to your point as well, it's like being resourceful, like not being needy,、yes. but really assessing what are you truly, honestly capable of. What can you do?、Uh, yeah. And I think sometimes if you ask people for help, especially if the person is in a low kind of like mood. And they feel like, oh, not many people need me, or like I'm not very useful to many people. And that time, you ask people for help. That person will help. They will say, oh, people actually still need me. I'm still meaningful to someone, or like I can still be a help to someone.、Mm-hmm. And then they might also cheer up someone because I've done that for a few friends. I feel like there are things I can do, but I simply saw they're unhappy, or I know they're unhappy. So. Like that's my way to cheer them up. I I'll ask them like, hey, would you like to do me a favor? Could you please help me with this and that? And they will feel like, oh, like and if I also of course by the end of the favor, I'll say that I'm very happy to have you as a friend. I'm very happy you helped me doing this, and I, I love what you done for me and stuff. They found quite encouraging and they found happy. And I feel like sometimes if you just become less independent and reach out for help, even though you don't need it, but it might make other people stay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, right. So before we sign up, yeah, any、uh, questions or final thoughts or anything you want to throw out?、Mm-hmm. I think I'm open for people who want to share their thoughts with me. So if they want to continue discussing more things or hearing out my stories, they can reach out or they can find my blog and they can find those kind of silly, simple moments I've been doing or like the things I'm sharing on my blog. What is your blog? Uh, it's called the Wonder Melon. The Wonder Melon. Yes, no、okay. space. Dot com. <laughs> no, just the Wonder Melon. It's a WeChat blog. Ah,、uh, gotcha. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I will put it in the on the page as well. Thank you. See, yeah, thanks for sitting down with me. Enjoy yeah,、this. I really enjoyed this.、Yeah.